Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Kara Slay, and today I am joined with my producer, Paxton Graff, and my co-hosts, Bo Kelly, Joey Gonzalez, and Osmara Vallis. We've got a fun-filled episode planned today where we'll talk about San Marcos High School football, Texas State sports, and more exciting topics. But before we jump in, let's throw it to Bo for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a proud sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Okay, to kick us off, we're going to start with Rattler football. They are currently defeated. Um, the morale <laughs> seems uh. low. And how do y'all think the Rattlers can get back on track? Yeah, I mean, the Rattlers, <laughs> this is definitely not the season we thought it was going to be. Sorry, Bo, I, I didn't see no, you wanted okay. to talk. It's okay. Um, this is definitely not the season they wanted it to be, but I mean, you can't just give up. You still have three games left, so you got to go out and try to get something, a district win tonight. Now it is against former head coach of the Rattlers, Mark Soto, so we'll see if a little revenge factor will play in effect for tonight. Uh, this will be Coach Soto's first time being back at Rattler Stadium since being a Rattler head coach, um, so we'll see how it goes, but I mean, the Rattlers, they just need something. They need that little momentum going into this final little quarter, little third of the season. We'll see what they do. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, especially being on the sideline at most of these games, I can just feel kind of not the high energy that you expect from high school football. Um, definitely being down there, they, I mean, I've seen it week after week, just the decline in, you know, fans showing up. And I think that really like with most sports, having that fan interaction there and, um, is really what can give some momentum and also talking to some of the players on the sideline, right? Like, um, I've talked to a few and they're just like, it is what it is. We just, you know, some of the seniors are just like, I'm just trying to get out of here and graduate. So definitely you can see the moment, like the, the morale of the team is just so low. So I think a win coming off of going into district play is definitely something that they need. Uh, I don't know where to go. I mean, 0-7 right now, Bo, as you mentioned, it's tough to find a way to dig deep and win football games whenever you don't have a win. Looking at the 27-6A standings, they have the least points scored in the district, three points behind East Central, who is a spot behind them in the district standings. Not ideal. I mean, Judson isn't great either right now, especially mm -hmm. with Judson being such a powerhouse in District 27-6A, but... At this point, you just go out there, you just have fun. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's about all you can do. You just go out there, you play football with your friends, and you call it a night, go to Whataburger, and move on <laughs> to the next week. Mm, that is, that's the ultimate. The patty melt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, I think they need to, well, you talked about this at another BCR. Like, mm -hmm. at this point, you have nothing to lose. You might as well try something new, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But do y'all think next season they'll be back and better? Like, do you think a, that is a possibility or mm. you think they're gonna have to like rebuild well i will say the the playoff ban and ends next year is that correct uh, yes i believe so, so so i mean going into this season there was really no oh like we gotta 
if we got to go make a playoff spot because that possibility wasn't there. So I think next year you wake up on August, whatever the first day practices open up and you say, okay, we have a chance to go make the playoffs this year. We have something to play for rather than this season and the last season where it was just, mm, we just wake up, play football on a Friday night. Yeah, it's definitely um, having something to look forward to, something that drives them because, I mean, like really kind of looking at it with this playoff ban, there's not really a reason to try super hard, right? Obviously, like, yeah, have fun, play the game. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to just play football in high school, right? Like, you're not going to be able to do this a lot later. And so um, they're just trying to, you know, do what they can this season. I feel like, though, they're kind of trying to cook up something and, like, get it going for next season because that's when they're really – hopefully they'll show out and – just dominate yeah and uh i think defensive wise they'll be better next year um half of their defense right now are sophomores and juniors so they will have at least a year of varsity under their belt so i think defensive wise it's going to be better offense is where it's a little i don't really know what's happening right now they have seven starters that are seniors Mm -hmm. and so i mean you're losing almost 75 percent of your starting lineup on the offensive side so we'll see as far as there but I can't remember the young man's name uh the backup quarterback right now I got to see him my last game that I called against search Clemens I I would have to say they're they're in good shoes uh he he showed a little resiliency and he showed determination on that field whenever he played against Clemens so I think the leader of their squad will be good it's just a matter of what weapons are we looking at next year and that offensive line too I mean Ori Williams is going to be gone Brendan Jones is going to be gone so we'll see how that offensive line is going to look as well but you know that's with how this season has gone so far that's really all you can do is really look forward to next season and see how it's going to go yeah, so they play tonight at 7.30 p.m., and it's actually a home game. So um, if you want to listen to that, you can listen here um, on KTSW 899. But moving on to Texas State Volleyball, they are currently 5-3 in conference, and they play against South Alabama. Mm. Like I said, on Wednesday BCR, they are undefeated. Um, overall, they're 17-3. Um, out of conference play and tonight they play at 6 p.m. I know they're looking to break the attendance you know Kelly Kelly Tampas has his pizza which is guppies <laughs> um, for yes. students who show up so yeah. show up yes mm-hmm. definitely I I uh, definitely would like to see the fans go to that one I've always wanted to see a volleyball game packed out mm-hmm. and you know I've, I've been asked the question what's my favorite sporting event to go to in Texas State I mean, this year it's definitely football because they had the hype. Years past it wasn't, but going off of years past, volleyball was that because it actually has a showing. It has kind of a bigger showing than basketball does, which is surprising. Um, And the vibe there is just, it's Mm -hmm. fun to watch. The girls are awesome to watch. I mean, it's it's fun to watch a good volleyball team. So uh, definitely go out and support the Bobcats. There's a lot to play for this weekend. As Karis mentioned, trying to break the attendance record. Also, the Dick Pink game Mm -hmm. on Saturday. Also, um, some former members of former past successful Bobcat teams are coming. But going into the actual matchup itself, South Alabama, as Kara said, 17-3 and with two of those losses coming against top 25 teams, Georgia Tech and Auburn. It's going to be a difficult outing. I mean, you also got some dangerous players. Uh, Maddox, oh, man, what's her, what's her last, what's her first name? Um, I don't remember. I have it somewhere in here right now. 
But uh, Hannah Maddox, I mean, she is a dangerous player. Hannah Maddox led uh, Bernie Champion in high school, led that champion Chargers team to a state regional finalist. I mean, this is a girl who could hit the ball well. There's a lot of good hitters on this team. Texas State ended their season last year at the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, so they're seeking revenge. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And Texas State, if they could find a way to take one of those, they take away that gap that's right there in the Sunbelt Conference West Division. I think they're going to do really, really good tonight, or Texas State Volleyball is going to do really good since um, throughout their history against South Alabama, they only lost one home game. Or, yeah, one home game against South Alabama, and then they have a really good streak against them, 13-5 and five here at home. And then I believe, like, the crucial uh, players going on is K.J. Johnson and Alyssa Ortega. We should keep an eye on them. Yeah, it's definitely – volleyball is just a fun sport mm-hmm. to be at and to watch. It's, some, it's something that – in my opinion, has such a really high skill ceiling that you can just constantly play and work and get better. But also, you don't have to be super and incredible to just, you know, go play sand volleyball with your friends. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just a fun game to watch, a fun game to play, and all of that. Yeah, um, honestly, what I think Texas State needs to win this game, their blocking defense is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I will say that, but when it hits through that block or when it goes off the fingertips, they can't really cover as well. And I think they really need to work on coverage as far as that point as just somebody watching. Um, But I'm excited to see this game and see how it turns out and how um, they play to the end. Um, They also, again, play on Saturday at 12 p.m. And you can listen to that game here on KTSW 89.9. Um, But we are going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we will discuss more sports. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to this Friday's episode of Bobcat Radio. And we are going to take a step back from San Marcos area and jump in to some college football. Um, Which Saturday games are y'all most excited for? I will say personally, I'm excited for Houston versus UT. Um, It's basically Austin versus Houston. Like, that's so much fun. Um, And then another one would be Penn State versus Ohio, which Mm. both teams are undefeated right now. So somebody has to walk out with a loss. I think the game I'm looking forward to is Tennessee and Alabama. I had a chance to see Alabama two weeks ago when they were in College Station, a team that it just seemed like they've barely snuck away from the Aggies and then Tennessee last week just barely snuck past AM as well two teams that are I feel like they're struggling to win games but they're they're ending up in the win column Tennessee right now five and one meanwhile Alabama is six and one and Paxton you and I got to see Alabama play against UT <laughs> yeah. and that quarterback just not that impressive well he definitely is their best quarterback though because the week after Nick Saban got to show the nation why he chose Jalen Milrow as the starting quarterback and it was pretty obvious he was the QB one which I mean he's not Bryce Young he's not Mac Jones he's not any of the previous quarterbacks they've had in the last five years but he's still a five-star athlete he's still a really good quarterback he's just not the Heisman caliber quarterback you're used to seeing that been too spoiled the yes (laughs) yeah been too spoiled a little a little too much Um, but my game of the week is going to the Pac-12 Utah versus USC and the reason why is because this has major playoff indications on it. Yes, both teams have lost one game, but if Utah can upset, or excuse me, they're they're favored, actually. If Utah can beat USC, USC is for sure out of the playoff picture by that point, and Utah increases their chance of a playoff uh, spot. So I'm excited to see that one. It's a Pac-12 championship rematch from last year, Um, and if it's anything like 
last year went utah won both times in the regular season and the conference championship game so that's my circled game obviously ut and houston you can't ignore that yeah. game so <laughs> surprised you didn't say that we will uh, well i'll let karis have her moment i'll let her have the game but no i'm excited for that one too yeah i'm definitely excited for houston versus ut it's just you know being from houston and living in texas i mean it's football's huge obviously and seeing these two teams now i mean with their record houston is 3-3 and ut's 5-1 so i i i don't know how that one's gonna go but we'll see we'll see if something cool might happen but that's definitely uh a game i got pinned on my calendar yeah it's definitely i mean it's definitely there to like for support moral support to u of h but maybe they could push out a win who knows smara do you have a game um well yeah i'm i'm looking at the ut and the houston mm-hmm. but like i don't know i was a little surprised i'm sorry no shade to ttu but wow. i was surprised that you uh, ttu beat u of h so i was like wait so maybe there's a chance that ut might win this game so, <laughs> so <laughs> ttu is texas here. tech yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry texas tech yes um yeah <laughs> Well, I'll give you another one is Florida State and Duke. That's a good one. Mm. Duke is only one lost team, and it's against Notre Dame, who's a top 15 team right now. Mm -hmm. Florida State's undefeated, number four ranked team in the nation. So we'll see how that goes. They're at Doak Walker, or excuse me, Doak Campbell Stadium, which is where Florida State plays. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that one goes. But I mean, Florida State's always kind of been my number two team because my high school was based off Florida State, so I kind of rooted for them as well. So I'm excited to see Florida State kind of back in the playoff push, playoff picture. It's exciting to see. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on to the NFL, Mm. which matchups are y'all looking forward to the most? I know the Dolphins and the Eagles is going to be high viewership, Mm -hmm. um, at least from me i'm really excited for that game see the turnout of that but what Ooh. about y'all you know what i'm excited for about that real quick i don't want to take your moment it's the <laughs> kelly green jerseys they're making a return yeah so we will see what those look like those are some of the best throwback uniforms of all time for football wow well honestly personally the game i'm ready to see is lions against the ravens lions are five and one first in the nfc north and the ravens are four and two first afc north so I feel like that's going to be a good game. And the Lions is really good. Like, they're ranked third in total offense. and But the Ravens, they still got Lamar Jackson. So that's their little weapon for their uh, offense side. I'm going to go Chargers Chiefs. I think in Los Angeles, they can beat the best team in the league. And I think they could lose to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that's just <laughs> how weird the Chargers are. Every single time they play at Arrowhead Stadium, it's always a good one. I feel like every time the Chargers play in Kansas City, it's always on Thursday night on the Amazon Prime game, so I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's at 325, but I think it's going to be a good game. I mean, it's going to be fireworks from the start. I would like to see Austin Eckler get involved. I mean, he just returned with the game against the Dallas Cowboys, and then Keenan Allen, he's been having an excellent season. So Chargers Chiefs is the game I got circled on my calendar. I, I definitely need Chargers Chiefs. I, I definitely um, I need the Chiefs to kind of come out on top on that one because I got them in fantasy, so I got a couple of their players. So I need a. How's that team doing? <laughs> I got I got better? two wins. I got two, go. I won this I won this past week, so we're fine there. But like it's I, improved by the skin of my teeth. One point, I was like, "There's no way that just happened." Yes, so those are the best. I have a question. I mean, I know it's still early in NFL, but. Who do y'all want to see in the Super Bowl? The Chargers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would say I would kind of like to see the Dolphins in there. 
Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me to see the 49ers Lions. in there. Yeah. 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. 49ers. 40, oh, yeah, 49ers. Obvious, oh, obvious pick right now is the 49ers. But, I mean, I don't care about the NFL until week 12 when the playoff <laughs> picture's kind of <laughs> opening up. So yeah. call me when it's week 12. Uh, I'll talk about college football all day, though. <laughs> okay. We're going to touch real quick on the Major League Baseball ALCs. Rangers and Astros tie the series. Mm. That was crazy. It was crazy. crazy. 10 to 3, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm an Astros fan through and through, as people know. Um, But do y'all think they will have to go to seven games? Yes. And I think it's going to be one of those series where a home team does not get a win. Yep, it's the away team, which in that case, Rangers have an advantage because Astros host four. So that is the advantage, but I agree. I mean, Rangers, I don't even think that's their home stadium. They're just like, here, Astros, take our ballpark. And Astros are like, hey, let's trade. You You can have my ballpark. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I don't really like that. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is getting the start tonight. He... Oh, he's been um, great. He's been great so far. So we'll see if we can get this very pivotal game five. But I mean, I kind of figured that the Astros were going to come back. I mean, that is your reigning World Series champion, and they're not going to give up just after being down by two. So oh, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. I kind of figured a comeback, especially since we are at home. I am a little nervous about tonight because we are at home. Um, but this afternoon, really? we'll call, yeah, terrible we'll, timing, which I don't understand that. Why, why, 3 PM. Especially why game do you five. have a playoff game at three 15 on a Friday? And what even sucked is I believe last week they had a game on like Thursday or Wednesday at three 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, for, it was like one of their first games. This is a final countdown and you're going to have on who, Monday. Who's asking off for work from that? <laughs> Me. It's game five. You gotta be better be asking off for work. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you already got those tickets, you you're off work. Yeah, <laughs> well, you you're most just part. not going to call in. You're just going to be like oh yeah sorry i'm not making was, it today busy <laughs> just Which, i don't know why they don't do it like the nba when it's conference finals as far as they just alternate that's what i've been trying to figure out like it makes just no do sense. it like that every game's a night game you have one game on wednesday one game on thursday then just alternate i don't know why they don't do that they play a rush yeah i guess so they're <laughs> ready to get through october it's yeah. getting too cold <laughs> for them <laughs> yeah okay so our very own joey gonzalez just recently ran a half Ironman in Waco. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're not talking Tony Stark Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how what what is involved in a half Ironman and what your training looked like, all of that. And I'm sure everybody has a few questions for you. He's pulling up the stats right now. Well, I, I got to have it ready. <laughs> got um, it up. So I started training or last October. I had the goal of running an Ironman or just running a triathlon in general in April. I ran my first. It was it was pretty good. I finished dead last in the swim, so that was definitely <laughs> something I needed to prove in. But then after that, I took about two weeks off, and then I wanted to train for a half Ironman, the one in Galveston in April 2024. And then over the summer, I was training nonstop. I spent a lot of hours in the pool swimming miles or 1,500 yards, 1,700 yards, and just putting in the work every day. And then I found the the half in Waco on October 15th. So I decided to sign up for it. And then really the last month, it was a lot of two-a-days, lots of swimming in the morning, biking in the afternoon, just stuff like that. And 
I feel like they paid off. Uh, six hours, 36 minutes was the finishing time. My target was six hours and 45 minutes with a 45-minute swim, three-hour, 30-minute bike, and then a two-hour, eight-minute run. And for those who don't know, it's a 1.2-mile swim, 56-mile bike, and a 13.1-mile run. So half half marathon, 56-mile bike, and then a mile swim. So it was good. I feel happy about it, and I hope to run the full next September. Next September? <laughs> That's the goal. Oh, I'm so glad you goodness. feel happy about that because uh, you're saying all that, and I'm just like, I would be in bed for a week <laughs> afterwards. I don't know how you how you're, how you got here. Well, th- this week was my off week, so oh, I've been, I've been okay. taking it cool, but taking it cool next week I hop back on the bike, and I'm ready to go again. <sighs> This guy. Wow. Just keep in mind, off week, he's still playing volleyball twice a week. <laughs> yeah. And basketball. And basketball. So, um, all right. So my question is, and I mean, I could probably do simple math, but I'd rather ask you, how long is a full? What does a full look like? So the full is a two-mile swim with a 110-mile bike and a marathon Ooh. run. So that's 26.2 miles. And, I mean, People take as long as, I mean, I've seen 17 hours probably on average what, to run. What is your goal? Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't even calculated on. Because if you wow. times it by two, that's 12, like it 12, would probably be around hours. 12, 14 hours. So, I mean, Ooh. probably go when the sun rises and when the sun sets. But that's do y'all, crazy. Do y'all get a break for food or anything? Like, you got to be eating in those 12 hours. So, the way the race works is there's, there's a cutoff time. So, for this race, for the swim, you get an hour and 10 minutes after the very last person steps in the water so then they they basically start a timer and then if you're not out of the water by the hour and 10 you get cut off same for the bike i think it's four hours and 30 minutes so basically you could take as long as you want as long as you pass that cutoff time so if you're on the bike and you don't pass that four hours and 30 minute like cutoff time then they'll finish you from the race but i mean technically you could sit in the transition area like the switch from the bike to the run and stuff like that and you could just sit there and Think about your life, but think about your life. Oh my god! You just mean, keep going. Also, like you can't listen. I know we talked about this. You can't listen to music yeah, at all. It's, like it's all mind. Yeah. It's like all that's mental, awful. and you're just listening uh, to your thoughts. I think that's kind of yeah. crazy. I need. I music is like part of my everyday routine, mm-hmm. and like even when I work out, like yeah. I just think that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I think but, that's a part of what makes the half and the full so difficult because it's. Half of the battle is your physical. I mean, your your body, your legs feeling like lead after a certain amount of time. But at the same time, it's also the mental factor of it is like there's there's nobody out here. It's just myself in this course. I mean, I ran past people and I just heard them mumbling to themselves, trying to find a way, just finding a way to get them through. But then, like, on the bike, the I saw, like, a wind chart, and on the way back after mile 30, it was f- average 15-mile-per-hour wind, and then there were gusts up to 30 miles per hour. Ooh. So you're just hearing, oh, my gosh. On the bike, yeah. too. Wow. So it's just, it's a, it's a mental game. But, I mean, I feel like you can take those aspects and put them into other parts of your life. Like, I, I see myself sometimes thinking, wow, this is hard, but, I mean, I ran a half yeah. Ironman, so yeah. it's like yeah, I can I can do this task if I started off with just being able to complete a task that I set out a year ago and mm-hmm. completing it. I need that motivation so, yeah. for finals. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what, what was the post-race meal 
what was that first meal afterwards? You oh, know it hit hard. What and was how it? How long was that nap? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so it was in Waco, and my parents uh, were at the race, and I had a couple friends as well, and they they found this burger place that they wanted to try. It, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Um. Oh, what's it called? Is it is it like an old one? Crap. Why am I forgetting it? It was it was kind of small. It was. Uh, let me look it he's up. He's googling it. I've it saved. Trust me. My my hungry butt has these places. <laughs> why? He knows his rides on the way to Waco. Health camp. Was it health camp? No, I don't think so. Dang. Health camp is a state. Should have so. gone there. But you it should've. was, I got a big old bacon cheeseburger oh. with onion rings. They're oh. super salty. And then super on the ride back, I fell asleep all the way to like Austin. No. And then we stopped in Austin and we went to 7 Eleven and I got a Slurpee. What flavor? for a whole day. Yes. Oh, cheery. Blue raspberry. Are you basic? Coke. You like to mix? He got the Coke. Dude, I always I got the suicide. Coke. I knew it. I knew it. Dude, That's gross. Are you 70? <laughs> oh. Well, you know, my, my body's like, I wasn't super hungry because I'm using like those goos. They taste like Ew. toothpaste kind of, oh, except they're yeah, flavored. Yeah. Mine was a uh, berry. Those. I heard yeah. those stink. Like yeah. those, like taste it depends. Awful. It depends on what you have. Mine was berry flavored, and then I had a strawberry or a raspberry lemonade goo, and that one was so good. I don't like how you're calling them goos. That's, that's the name that's, of the brand. Like, G U is the brand. Goo. Uh, like goo. here, have, uh, have you remember those like fruit flavored ones goo. that you get at the concession stand? It was that, just it's like ba- straight it's up basically sugar. Like that. That's basically what it is. Oh. I've never <laughs> had. I've gr- grown up like in sports and like going to tournaments. I've never. Those yeah, those don't look like even as a kid they just looked nasty. I, I've never seen. I was always it's more of like an endurance type of like they give oh. you hey, quick you, energy. You looked pretty energized at the end yeah, of that. that oh, like I was. seen videos. Yeah. I saw that photo that you yeah. posted. Honestly, it looked cool. Like was I was like, he looks hyped. Like he looked like he just. Didn't even run it. <laughs> so, like, throughout the race, the swim, I felt good. There were people, like, treading water, and I was flying past them. Oh. On the bike, I was flying past people, too. And then... <laughs> He's flexing. And then I, I, got, I got tired, and then I started feeling drained. And then on the run, the first three miles, I started to get, like, a little emotional because I think it was just a fact of, like, wow... I'm gonna be able to complete this race. I've been training all this time, so I was, I was my eyes got a little watery. Not gonna lie, and then behind those sunglasses, yes. <laughs> and then and then you know like my feet were falling asleep, and I was I was like, okay, I don't have time to be emotional anymore. So then I kept going, and then. I mean, the people, the volunteers, the fans were so energizing. It really helped to keep my energy going throughout the race. And then I crossed the Waco Bridge, and everybody was cheering me on. I passed up, like, three people on the bridge. And I don't know, something got over me. I just, I just leaped up into the air, and it was a great photo. That, and that has to was, be posted yeah, on the Instagram. Yeah, awesome. I had to. I was like, I, as soon as I <laughs> saw, as soon as I landed and I saw him taking photos, I was like, I need that photo. And by the way. <laughs> My mom's listening, and she said, Twisted Root is the name of the restaurant. Oh, oh Twisted Root. Oh. Twisted That's, Root. Yeah, y'all know yeah, Twisted Root? The, the yeah. text yeah. one yeah. where you're, uh, you're a fictional character there. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to my mom for that one. But yeah, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good place. Well, I bet your activity rings on your Apple Watch were going oh, crazy. Gosh. My oh, Apple my Watch gosh. died on, like, mile 20. No. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, I had a Fitbit. I switched it out in the transition. I hear oh, a sponsorship coming. Sponsorship. <laughs> whoever wants it. Whoever wants sponsorship. Okay, I got one more question, just real quick. With how much you trained for this, was it easier than you thought? The end result. Uh, I think the race itself is it's just 
putting it into effect because the training, the training is hard. I mean, you, you got to push yourself. You got to, I mean, there's so many days where I woke up and I did not want to get out of bed, but it's just the fact of keep going, keep going because one day it's going to pay off. So whenever I was there, whenever I was there with my family before the race started, I was just said, okay, well this, this is what I've been training for. This is, this is the moment. And at that point, it's just putting it all together making it happen. And I feel like all my times were exactly the way that I trained. So I would say the training's harder. And then the race is kind of just like the, it's like the fairy tale ending. This is the, <laughs> this is what we've been training for. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know that us as a staff are very proud of you, Joey, well, and you. all your friends, family. <laughs> it's really big accomplishment. And, uh, can't wait to see you run the full Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> I know Fitbit's excited with what, <laughs> yeah. the statement you just made. Yeah. Hey, you could have got a free pair of Hoka's if you signed up for something. I, if I signed up for another race, I could have got a free pair of Hoka's. Oh. That's crazy. Well, yeah. Do oh it. Gosh. You can give me the pair. No, I can't. But we're going to wrap it up, and I'm going to send it to Bo for weather. All right. Uh, so... It's really hot outside, guys. <laughs> we have a high of 92 today. Dear Lord. I know, right? It's been, it's been like, nice and kind of cool these past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then now San Marcos is like, hey, let's just, <laughs> you know, get it really hot. And then uh, it's going into tonight, we're going to have a low of 60. Looking Fantastic. forward to tomorrow. Thank God we don't have a game because it's a bye week oh, because it's going to be a high of 93. <sighs> In a low of 65. Wow. And then Sunday, it's, you know, high of 88 and a low of 68. And it's going to kind of level out. We're supposed to get some rain next week, hopefully. You got a chance. So let's use it. Yeah. Well, that is all the time we have today for today's episode. Don't worry. We'll be back next Monday. And if you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio and want to continue to hear more, then make sure to follow us on KTSW Sports on all social media. For Paxton Graff, Bo Kelly, Joey Gonzalez, and Osmara Valles, I'm Karis Lay, and thank you for listening. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.